Hello and welcome to the ninth episode of the Commander's Contingencies podcast, where today we're going to be talking about three decks for the Commander quest. An Audric Bad Creatures with Abilities deck, a Rayami Bad Creatures with Abilities deck, and a Derevi Flyers deck. Get into it. So the first thing I have to say is today I'm going over three decks because the three decks all have a lot of really janky cards, specifically French vanilla creatures. French vanilla creatures are creatures that don't have any other text other than just uh, keywords. So that means that it'll be really a lot faster to go over these decks. Plus, in my opinion, the faster I can get this challenge done, the more likely I will be to succeed. And I really want to succeed. So today I'm going to go over three decks. And I also decided to be extremely conservative There's on these decks. There's only one deck that I think is slightly, that actually has playable cards in it. And only in that archetype. So let's begin with that. All right, I'm just gonna briefly go over the rules for people who do not know. So the idea, the goal of the commander quest is to make a Magic the Gathering commander deck, every single card in Magic the Gathering. So there are roughly 20,000 cards in Magic that I can play legally. So the idea is if I make commander decks with those cards in them, with no duplicates, in 300 co- about about 300 decks, I will have made a commander deck with every single card in Magic: The Gathering. That is the goal, the eventual goal, and these are just decks that I'm brewing to begin the challenge. Deck. So, starting off with the Dorevi Flyers deck. So, Derevi Imperial Tactician is green, white, blue, for a 2-3 legendary creature bird wizard with flying. And whenever Derevi Imperial Tactician enters the battlefield, or a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you may tap or untap target permanent, and you may pay 1, green, white, blue, put Derevi onto the battlefield from the command zone. Also, one thing I forgot to say, I have a cold. So my voice might sound a little strange. Uh, let's keep going. Favorable winds is one in a blue for an enchantment. Creatures you control with flying get plus one plus one. Little bit of a push. It's not really playable in any other archetypes though, so that's fine. Biden of Thassa, two blue blue for legendary enchantment artifact. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. And one in a blue tap, creatures your opponents control attack this turn if able. So, basically, it just means that when I'm attacking with all my flyers, I will draw cards for them, which is crazily broken in this deck, and is very good in other decks too, but I just decided that I would put it in anyways. Next, we have Sarah Aviary, three and a white for an enchant world. All creatures with flying get plus one, plus one. Uh, yeah, uh, 
Another thing that pumps flying, gravitational shift, three blue blue for an enchantment. Creatures with flying get plus two plus oh, and creatures without flying get negative two negative oh. All right, I am running 58 creatures in this deck, and most of them are just basically unplayable um, creatures with flying. Okay, I'm gonna start listing them. First, we have an Armored Pegasus. One in a white for a 1-2 flying. Simple enough. Uh, Azorius First Wing. White. Blue. 2-2. Two, two, flying. Protection from enchantments. Bay Falcon. 1. Blue. Flying. Attack. Vigilance. Bayou Dragonfly. 1. Green. Flying. Swamp Walk. Swamp Walk. 1-1. One, one. Cavalry Pegasus. 1. White. Flying, 1-1. One, one. When it attacks, a uh, human gets flying. I don't have very many humans in this deck. Uh, Cerulean Drake, 1. Blue, creature Drake. Flying, protection from red. Sacrifice that counters target spell that targets you, and it's 1-1. One, one. Coast Watcher, 1. Blue, flying, protection from green. <laughs> Colorful, Faye Sparrow, uh, 1. White, 1-3, one, flying. Concordia Pegasus, 1, white, 1, 3, flying. Courier, Courier Hawk, 1, white, 1, 2, flying, vigilance. Uh, Merfolk Looter, 1, blue, 1, 1. Tap, draw a card, then discard a card. So, with Derevi, I, I can tap it, I can untap it over and over again, which means I can use the tap ability over and over to loot over and over. That is where the term looting comes from, if you didn't know. And the term rummaging comes from rummaging goblin, which is the same thing, except it's one additional mana, and you discard first, and then you draw. Uh, Empyrean Eagle is one blue white for two three flying. Other creatures you control get with flying get plus one plus one. A little bit of a push to include it here. It's pretty playable. Abby Griffin three and a white flying vigilance two two. Uh, advanced hover guard three and a blue two two flying drone and blue advanced hover guard can't be the target of spells or abilities until end of turn so it gains shroud until end of turn alabaster kieran three and a white for a flying vigilance two three angel of finality three and a white for a three four flying when it enters the battlefield exile all cards from target player's graveyard Again, a little bit of a push to include it, but I just put it in. Angelic Protector, three white, uh, two, two flying. When it becomes the target of a spell or ability, it gets plus zero, plus three. Anvil Rot Raptor, four flying, first strike, two, one. Archivist, two blue, blue, one, one. Tap, draw a card. Again, a little bit of a stretch to include it here, but with Derevi, if I deal damage with my creatures, I can untap him. So I can just, so I get to draw for every single card that attacks and it's barely playable in other decks. Uh, Armored Griffin, three white, flying vigilance, two, three. Ascended Law Mage, two white, blue, flying hexproof, three, two. Aspiring Aeronaut, three blue, one, two, flying. And it, when it comes into play, create a one, one colorless artifact creature token with flying, a Thopter. Uh, Assault Griffin, 
three and a white for a three two flying assault zeppelin uh two green blue for a three three flying trample even cloud chaser three white for a two two flying when it comes into play destroy target enchantment even fisher uh three blue flying when it is put into a graveyard from play you may draw a card even fleetwing three blue flying hexproof two two even four bringer uh three blue two one when it comes into play return target land to its owner's hand again i like to avoid running land destruction but this doesn't even land uh destroy it it just bounces it plus at some point i'm gonna have to run it so i just throw it in because it flies and it's fine even initiate three blue flying three two embalm Exile this card from your graveyard, create a token that's a copy of it, except it's a white zombie bird with no mana cost, embalm only as a sorcery. Well, I should make an embalm deck. Aven Redeemer, uh, three, white, flying, tap, prevent the next two damage that would be dealt to target creature or player this turn. Uh, Aven Red Stalker, three and a blue, two, three, flash, flying. Even Sentry, three and a white, three, two, flying. Even Smoke Weaver, three, two, blue, blue, two, three, creature, bird, soldier, flying, protection from red. Even Trooper, three and a white, flying, one, one. Discard a card, two, white, discard a card from your hand, even Trooper gets plus one, plus one, plus two until end of turn. Angelic Curator is one in a white for a 1-1 flying protection from artifacts. I just threw that in because I realized that there was a quick swap that I should make. I accidentally put a playable card in here that doesn't even synergize with the deck that well. Uh, sorry, let me get back where we were. That's why I was going by CMC order. That breaks that order, but I will continue to go by CMC order. All right, so we have an Azur Drake, three and a blue for a two, four flying. Battlewise Aven, three and a white for a two, two flying threshold. It gets plus one, plus one and has first strike. You have threshold, you have threshold as long as you have seven or more cards in your graveyard. Uh, Carrier Pigeons, three and a white for a one, one flying. Draw a card at the beginning of the upkeep of the turn after Career Pigeons comes into play. So when you when it enters the battlefield at the beginning of the next turn during the upkeep, you draw a card. I don't think I did a better job explaining it than it did. A Celestial Messenger is two blue blue for a three two flash flying, and it says it gets plus one plus one as long as you control a Yanling Planeswalker. I do not have a Yanling Planeswalker, and I'm not going to go out of the way to make that go in a Yanling deck, because it's not, it's such a small synergy that it doesn't really matter. Charging Griffin, plus it probably synergizes in this deck better than it would in that one. Charging Griffin is 3 and a white for a 2-2 two, two flying, and whenever it attacks, it gets plus 1, plus 1 until end of turn. 
Chronozoa is three and a blue for a three three flying vanishing three, and it comes into play. It comes into play with three time counters on it, and at the beginning of your upkeep, remove a time counter from it. When the last is removed, sacrifice it. And when it's put into a graveyard from play, if it had no time counters on it, put two tokens into play that are copies of it. So this might be able to go inside some type of counter removal deck, but I don't think that actually exists. So for now, it's gonna go in here. But that is definitely open to switching decks. Cloaked Siren is three and a blue for a three, two flash flying uh, siren. Uh, Cloud Crusader, two and a, two white, white, two, three flying first strike. Cloud Manta is three and a blue for a three, two flying. Coastline Chimera, three and a blue for a one, five flying and one and a white. It can block an additional creature this turn. Uh, I'm not sure what that says hold on let me go to the card page i think that's e and then an e and then an s h a um i'm not sure it's difficult to read it might be a g e s h s h a um but it's two four um, flying protection from creatures. So it's unblockable. Career Griffin is three and a white for a creature Griffin flying, and when it enters the battlefield, you gain two life. Two, three. Dancing Scimitar is four for a one, five flying. Duraja Griffin is three and a white for a two, two flying Griffin, and you may sack it to destroy target black creature. Dark Slick Drake is two blue blue for creature Drake with flying, and when it is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, draw a card. Next we have Dive Bomber is three and a white for a creature bolts bird soldier. Flying tap sacrifice dive bomber. Dive bomber deals two damage to target attacking or blocking creature. Next we have Drill Skimmer which is four for a, an artifact creature with flying two one, and it can't be the target of spells or abilities as long as you control another artifact creature. Ekundu Griffin is three and a white for a two two flying first strike Griffin. Uh, Elite Guard, Ma Guard Mage is two white blue for a creature human wizard flying two three, and when it enters the battlefield, you gain three life and draw a card. Uh, Ethereal Withers Gill, Whisker Gill is three and a blue for a 4-3 flying, and it says Ethereal Wither Gill, Whisker Gill can't attack unless defending player controls an island. There's got to be somewhere to play these cards. It's unfortunate, but y you have to play them somewhere. Thunderclap Wyvern is two white blue for two three flash flying. Other creatures you control with flying get plus one plus one. Again, a stretch to run it here, but you gotta have some playable cards. Windstorm Drake is four and a blue for a creature Drake flying. Other creatures you control with flying get plus one plus zero. Oh. And Wind Reader Sphinx is five blue blue for a creature Sphinx flying. Whenever a creature with flying attacks, you may draw a card. 
So that is the deck. I'm running 37 lands, all basics. And it's very simple. And I don't know, it probably is a terrible deck. But it's super conservative and I barely used any playable cards other than the things that I, other than Bident of Thassa, which draws me a card for uh, creatures dealing combat damage to a player and cards that either buff or have me draw cards off of flyers. But in comparison to my first two decks, this is very conservative and and these next two are even more conservative. So next we have an Audric Lunark Marshall Bad Creatures with Abilities deck. Audric Lunark Marshall is three and a white for three three. At the beginning of each combat, creatures you control gain first strike until end of turn if a creature you control has first strike. The same is true for flying, death touch, double strike, haste, hexproof, indestructible, lifelink, menace, reach, skulk, trample, and vigilance. So you don't have to remember those. I just organized these by how much, how many keywords it will give to the entire team. So first I have the lands. Uh, I have 34 planes and I have a sandstone bridge. Sandstone bridge enters the battlefield tapped and when sandstone, sandstone bridge enters the battlefield, target creature gets plus one, plus one and gains vigilance until end of turn and you can tap it to add white to your mana pool. So it will give one creature vigilance, which because of Audric, will give my whole team vigilance. Gargoyle Castle. Gargoyle Castle is what is a land, tap, add colorless, or five tap, sacrifice Gargoyle Castle, create a three, four colorless gargoyle artifact creatures open with flying. Has flying, so everything will get flying. Foundry of the Consoles. Foundry of the Consoles can tap to add a colorless, or you can tap five and sacrifice Foundry of the Consoles. Create two one-one colorless Thopter artifact creature tokens with flying. Because of the flying, it will give everything flying. Again, for like the 10th time, I don't know why I'm saying that so much. I will simply say what number of, car of abilities it gives. Next, we have Blink Moth Nexus. Uh, this is a stretch to put in. Uh, it probably will end up cutting it in the future and putting it in a better deck, but for now. Uh, Blink Moth Nexus is a land and you can tap for colorless and pay, or you can pay one. Blink Moth Nexus becomes a 1-1 artifact creature token with flying until end of turn. Sorry, not a token. It's still a land. And you can tap, pay one and tap it. Target Blink Moth creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. As far as I know, I do not have any other Blink Moth creatures in this deck, so that is irrelevant. Uh, Sunblade Angel. Uh, I'm getting into the creatures. Actually, there are no cards in here that are not creatures. I only included bad creatures with abilities. Nothing else. Honestly, it'd be better if I didn't, if I included other cards. But the th problem with that is... There's not, the issue with this deck is there's no card draw and no ramp. When I say no, I mean literally none. The reason that I don't just add card draw and ramp, well, first of all, I'm in white, so that's difficult. Second of all, I can't run staples in these decks. I have a very limited number of staples. 
and I have to be really careful where I use them. So this deck is kind of just battle cruisery. <laughs> I just play creatures. Uh, it really won't work, but I just play French vanilla creatures. French vanilla is if a card only has keyword abilities and yeah. So Sunblade Angel, let's get into it. So I'm sorted these, as I previously said, by the number of abilities. So this is four abilities to the whole team. Uh, five and a white for a 3-3, flying for strike, vigilance, lifelink, angel. Yeah. Uh, for things that give three, there's also only one. Four and a white for a 3-3, creature, angel, flying for strike, vigilance. Again, I am aware that there are cards that give, that have those that have three abilities or four abilities or five abilities that are that exist in white and can be played in Audric, but they are playable. And I do not want to play playable cards because I have a fair limited number of those. Angel of Light is four and a white for a creature angel flying vigilance three three. Uh, next we have Angel of Retribution is six and a white for a five five flying first strike angel archangel is five white white for a five five flying vigilance angel ghostly sentinel is four and a white for a three three flying vigilance core spirit kajel doran sky captain is four and a white for a two two banding flying First strike. Alright, I just realized I have to explain how banding works. Alright, after researching for like 15 minutes, I finally came up with a logical and somewhat understandable explanation. So, when attacking, any number of creatures with banding and up to one without banding may attack as a band. The creatures attack... If one creature is blocked, the entire band is blocked, but damage assignment is done by the controller of the band instead of the defending player. Creatures stay separate, creatures don't share abilities. Uh, when blocking, you get to choose how all damage is distributed. You can still block one creature with more than one creature. Next up, we have Longbow Archer, which is white, white for a 2-2 first strike. And it says Longbow Archer may block as though it had flying, so it has reach. Uh, so reach and first strike will distribute. Next we have Night Guard Patrol, two and a white for a two-one first strike vigilance creature human soldier. Pilgrim of the Fires, seven for six-four first strike trample artifact creature golem. Plover Knight, three white white for a three-three flying first strike. Next up, we have Longbow Archer, which is white, white for a 2-2 first strike, and it says Longbow Archer may block as though it had flying, so it has reach. Uh, so reach and first strike will distribute. 
Next, we have Night Guard Patrol, two and a white for a 2-1 for Strike Vigilance Creature Human Soldier. Pilgrim of the Fires, seven for a 6-4 First Strike Trample Artifact Creature Golem. Clover Knight, three, white, white for a 3-3 Flying First Strike. And Sahara Angel, three, white, white for a 4-4 Flying Vigilance. Silver Claw Griffin, three, white, white for a 3-2 Flying First Strike. Sky Hunter Patrol, 2 white white for a 2 3 flying first strike. Sky Hunter Skirmisher, 1 white white for a 1 1 flying double strike. Double strike is great because everything gets double strike, which basically doubles my damage, which is awesome. Sky Shroud Falcon, 1 and a white for a 1 1 flying creature bird. Attacking doesn't cause Sky Shroud Falcon to tap. Snare Thopter, 4 for a 3 2 flying haste. Steeple Rock, 4 and a white for a 3-1 flying first strike. Afa Protector, 2 and a white for a 1-4 Vigilance. Ajani's Sun Striker, white, white for a 2-2 lifelink. Alaborn Grenadier, white, white for a 2-2 Vigilance. Ardent Militia, 4 and a white for a 2-5 Vigilance. Bishop's Soldier, one and a white for a 2-2 lifelink. Border Patrol, one and a four and a white for a 1-6 vigilance. Caravan Hydra, four and a white for a 1-5 lifelink. Uh, three and a white for a 3-2 lifelink is um Champion of Arashian. Darksteel Myrrh, three and for a 0-1 indestructible mirror. Uh, Daybreak Chaplain. One and a white for a 1-3 lifelink. Ebony Rhino. Seven for a 4-5 trample. Eldrazi Devastator. Eight for an 8-9 trample. Faithbearer Paladin. Four and a white for a 3-4 lifelink. Fencing Ace. One and a white for a 1-1 double strike. Again, it gives everything double strike, which is awesome. Guardian Lions is four and a white for a 1-6 vigilance. Watley's Snubhorn is one and a white for a 2-2 Vigilance. Uh, Iron Tusk Elephant is four and a white for a 3-3 Trample. Jehovah Queen is four and a white for a 4-7 Vigilance. Jehovah Riders is four and a white, or sorry, four white white for a 4-7 Vigilance. Is four and a white for a 3-3 Trample. Knight of the Tusk uh, is four white white for a 3-7 Vigilance. Lonesome Unicorn is four and a white for a 3-3 Vigilance. And it has Rider in Need as an adventure. Create a 2-2 white knight creature token with Vigilance. Uh, we have McKindy Aeronaut, which is one and a white for a 1-3 flying core scout ally. Mesa Unicorn is one and a white for a 2-2 lifelink. Mirin Crusader is one white white for a 2-2 double strike protection from black and from green. The protection will not distribute. Mist Meadow Skulk is one and a white for a 1-1 lifelink protection from creature from converted mana cost three or greater. Mistral Charger is one in a white for a 2-1 flying. Moorish Cavalry 
is two white white for a three three trample uh noble elephant is three in a white for a two two banding trample can another banding uh pardic wanderer is six for a five five trample pikemen is one in a white for a one one banding first strike uh sarah zealot one white sorry white for a one one first strike shoe general is three and a white for a two two horsemanship villain vigilance so the vigilance will distribute and horsemanship if you do not know is basically like flying uh creatures without horsemanship cannot block creatures with horsemanship general is a 2-2. Uh, next is standing troops. Two and a white for a 1-4 vigilance. Steadfast guard. White, white for a 2-2 vigilance. Shoe sentinel. One and a white for a 2-2 vigilance. Throbin valiant is one and a white for a 2-1 vigilance. Trained caracal is one is white for a 1-1 lifelink. Tundra wolves is white for a 1-1 first strike. Veteran Cavalier is white, white for a 2-2 Vigilance. War Elephant is three and a white for a 2-2 Banding Trample. War Clamp Mastiff is white for a 1-1 First Strike. Yoshin Soldier is three for a 1-4 Vigilance. Zhang Fei, Fierce Warrior, is four, white, white for a 4-4 Horsemanship vigilance so that's the deck as you can see i got a whole a huge amount of unplayable cards out of the way and they synergize relatively well obviously if you play this deck it's going to be terrible but the amount of cards that i got out of the way and i came out with like an uh, i don't know i mean this deck isn't by any measures playable but it's not like the jankiest of jank. I have played against worse decks than this. I mean, that's not much of an accomplishment, but I don't know. I just feel like I got a lot of bad cards out of the way and I managed to come out with a surprisingly good deck because of it. And that is true with my last deck and it's true with this deck and Again, the more of these cards I get out of the way, the better my decks will be in the future. Basically, in this goal, I want to make all of my the average deck the best possible. So the way to do that is just go for synergy. I don't really care. I don't want power. I don't care how powerful a card is in the deck. I care how much it synergizes in comparison to how much it can synergize in another deck. And this car, this deck has these cards working probably at two to three times the power level that they would be otherwise. It just makes them so, so much better, which is why I brewed it, which, yeah. Next, we have a Ryami, first of the Fallen deck. One green, blue, one green, black, blue, five, four. 
Legendary creature vampire. If a non-token creature would die, exile that card with a blood counter on it instead. As long as an exiled card with a blood counter on it has flying, Rayami has flying. The same is true for... First strike, double strike, death touch, haste, hexproof, indestructible, lifelink, menace, protection, reach, trample, and vigilance. So, basically the idea of this deck is very similar to the Edric deck, to the Audric deck rather. Um, I'm going to play a whole lot of creatures that have just nothing except for bad abilities. They will sit on the battlefield. I might decide to sacrifice them with a few sacrifice outlets I have in here. Again, sacrifice outlets are very precious and I don't want to be wasting them. But I do have a couple. And when they coincidentally die, most likely, which is what will happen, or through combat or whatever, then they will go under Rayami and Rayami will have a lot of abilities. Plus, with a whole lot of equipment, I can go in for the Voltron kill, or I can just attack them with creatures, or attack them with creatures that are suited up. So let's get into the deck. Stone Coil Serpent is X for a 0-0 Reach Trample Protection from Multicolored, and it enters the battlefield with X 1-1 counters on it. So if you play 0, It'll go straight into the, the graveyard, it will die immediately, and Rayami will exile it with a blood counter, giving Rayami reach, trample, and protection from multicolored. Bane Hound is black for 1-1 lifelink haste. I, I can give that to Rayami, both of those. Mist Cutter Hydra is X green for a 0-0, and it has haste and protection from blue, and when it, and it enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. So again, if you do that for zero, you can give that to Rayami. Next up, we have Moss Viper. Moss Viper is green for a 1-1 death touch snake. Uh, Stone Throwing Devils is black for a 1-1 first strike. Uktabi Drake is green for a 2-1 flying haste with echo. And at the beginning of your upkeep, if this came under your control since the beginning of your last upkeep, sacrifice it unless you pay its echo cost. So, what you do is you can play it, you can attack someone for 2 with flying in haste, then it'll die, it'll get exiled with a blood counter with Rayami, and because of Echo, if you don't pay it, you can pay it if you want, but I'd recommend not. Then Rayami will have Flying in Haste. Vampire of the Dire Moon is black for a 1-1 Death Touch lifelink. Vampire. Uh, Brush Strider is one in a green for a 3-1 Vigilance. Gurmag Swiftwing is one in a black for a 1-2 flying for strike haste. Untamed Kavu is one in a green for a 2-2 vigilance trample. And it has kicker 3. 
If Unchained Cavu was kicked, it enters the battlefield with three plus one plus one counters on it. Goliath Beetle is two and a green for three one trample. Crawl Rider is two and a black for a two three menace. Taoist Hermit is two and a green for a two two mystic. Whenever your opponent chooses a creature in play, he or she can't choose Taoist Hermit. So basically just hexproof. Vampire Nighthawk is one black black for a, sorry, it is hexproof. It has been eroded to hexproof. So it will go on to rail. Uh, one black black for a two three flying death touch lifelink. Uh, Woodland Patrol is two and a green for three two vigilance. Crazed Scourge is three and a black for two two flying haste. Uh, Moon Heron is three and a blue for a three two flying. Night Veil Predator is blue blue black black for a three three flying death touch hexproof. Phantom Monster is three and a blue for three three flying. Ramuna, Ramunap Hydra is three and a green for three three vigilance reach trample and it gets plus one plus one as long as you control a desert and it gets plus one plus one as long as there is a desert card in your graveyard. Uh, Silent Observer is th three and a blue for a one five flying. Uh, Silent Silver Urn is three and a blue for a two two flying trample. Spiked Baloth is three and a green for a four two trample. Tangle Mantis is two green green for a three four trample. Arrogant Vampire is three black black for a four three flyer flying. Cairn Wanderer is two and a is four and a black for a four four changeling. So it's every creature type at all times. And as long as a creature card with flying is in your graveyard, Can Wander has flying. The same is true for Fear, First Strike, Double Strike, Death Touch, Haste, Landwalk, Lifelink, Protection, Reach, Trample, Shroud, and Vigilance. So basically it has the text, same text as Rayami, except it doesn't have to be on the battlefield while it's exiled. So if I do not have Rayami out and my creatures have died anyways, or I want them to die, I can give that to Can Wander and it can be my backup. Harbing, Harbinger of Spring is four and a green for a 2-1 protection from non-spirit creatures. And it has Soul Shift 4. When this is put into a graveyard from play, you may return target spirit card with converted mana cost four or less from your graveyard to your hand. I do not have very many spirits in this deck, but... I might have one in my graveyard at some point, if I'm lucky. Majestic Myriarch is four and a green, and it says Majestic Myriarch's power and toughness are each equal to twice the number of creatures you control. I am running so many creatures in this deck, that will probably be pretty large. And at the beginning of each combat, if you control a creature with flying, Majestic Matriarch gains flying until end of turn. The same is true for First Strike, Double Strike, Death Touch, Haste, Hexproof, Indestructible, Lifelink, Menace, Reach, Trample, and Vigilance. 
So this profits not when they're in the graveyard, but when they're on the battlefield. Nimbus of the Isles is four and a blue for three three flying. Stampeding Rhino is four and a green for four four trample. Stomper Cub is three green green for a five three trample. Stormcloud Spirit is three blue blue for a four four flying. Earthshaking Sea is three five and a green for a five five trample. Goldforged Sentinel is six for a four four flying. Lumen Grid Gargoyle is six for a four four flying. Moskami is five and a green for a five five trample. Soul Flayer is four and a four black black for a four four delve. Each card you exile from your graveyard while casting this spell pays for one. And if a creature card with flying was exiled with Soul Flayer's delve ability, Soul Flayer has flying. Same is true for First Strike, Double Strike, Death Touch, Haste, Hexproof, Indestructible, Lifelink, Reach, Trample, and Vigilance. Uh, next is Jin of the Lamp. Five, blue, blue, for a five, six, flying. Uh, Sigil of Distinction is X for an artifact equipment. Sigil of Distinction comes into play with X charge counters on it. And equipped creature gets plus one, plus one for each charge counter on Sigil of Distinction. And equip. Remove a charge counter from Sigil of Distinction. So if I just do four or even three, what I can do is I can remove one and Rayami will get plus two plus oh and it will be up to seven. But I can go even higher and I can make it bigger than that. Maybe go up to 11. That would require seven mana, which is doable. Uh, Blade of the Blood Chief is one for an artifact equipment. Whenever a creature dies, put a plus one plus one on a counter on equipped creature. If equipped creature is a vampire, put two plus one plus one counters on it instead. Guess what? Rayami is actually a vampire. Most of the time in these decks, I'll just run these cards because I'm gonna have to eventually. But this time, it's a really janky card that's really cheap and goes perfectly into this deck. When I found this, I was just, I was just perfect. Civic Saber is one for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one plus oh for each of its colors. Uh, next we have Onaginata is one for an artifact equipment. Onaginata can be attached only to a creature with three or more power. Rayami does have three or more power, and equipped creature gets plus three plus O oh, and has trample. And it has equipped two. Equipped two. Uh, attached target creature you control, equip only as a sorcery. Uh, quick note uh, I have 24 artifacts in here, which means that most games I will draw roughly two. And most of the equipment in here are focused on plus three plus O. Oh. And because I found some surprisingly janky, surprisingly unplayable plus three plus O's that I could play, I decided rather than just going for the seven, I'd go eight, pay a little bit extra in mana, etc. But if I draw two, which is most likely what will happen, it'll go right up to 11. Uh, next is Armory of Iroas. And it's two for an artifact equipment. Whenever equipped creature attacks, put a plus one plus one counter on it. Again, there's gotta be play unplayable cards. 
that just that that's how this challenge works. I wish I could just play all playable cards, but I can't. Uh, Banshee's Blade is two for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one plus one for each charge counter on Banshee's Blade. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage, put a charge counter on this card. And it has equipped two. Conqueror's Flail is two for an artifact equipment. Equipped two. Equipped creature gets plus one plus one for each color among permanents you control. And as long as Conqueror's Flail is attached to a creature, your opponents can't cast spells during your turn. Hero's Blade, 2, for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus 3, plus 2. Whenever a legendary creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may attach Hero's Blade to it. Barbed Battle Gear is 3, for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus 4, minus 1. Equip 2. Butcher's Cleaver is 3, for uh, artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus 3, plus 0. As long as the equipped creature is human, it has lifelink. Forebear's Blade is 3 for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus 3 plus 0 and has Vigilance and Trample. And whenever equipped creature dies, attached four blades, Forebear's Blade to target creature you control. Uh, there's Gate Smasher. 3. Gate Smasher can be attached only to a creature with toughness 4 or greater. And equipped creature gets plus 3 plus 0 and Trample. Grafted War Gear is great. Grafted Warrior is 3 for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus 2 plus 0, and whenever Grafted Warrior gear becomes unattached from a creature, sacrifice that creature. So not only is it a sacrifice, which I can sacrifice all these creatures and give Rayami abilities, but also it gives plus 3. Great Sword is 3. Equipped creature gets plus 3 plus 0. Equip 3. Heirloom Blade is 3. Uh, equip 1. Equipped creature gets plus three plus one. Whenever equipped creature dies, you may reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card that shares a creature type with it. Put that card into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. I actually did not check, but I'm sure that there's there are some vampires in here. Next is Gate Smasher. Uh, three for an artifact, equipment, Gate Smasher can be attached only to a creature with toughness 4 or greater. It has toughness 4. Equipped creature gets plus 3, plus 0, and has trample. Grafted. Sorry. I did that in the wrong order. I messed up. Sorry. Uh, Oathkeeper. Takano's Daisho is 3 for legendary artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus 3, plus 1. Whenever equipped creature is put into a graveyard from play, return that card to play under your control if it's a samurai. When Oathkeeper Takeno's Daisho is put into a graveyard from play, remove equipped creature from the game. Uh, Sl Slayer's Cleaver is 3 for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus 3 plus 1 and must be blocked by an Eldrazi if able. Equip 4. Slayer's Plate. 3 for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus 4 plus 2, and whenever equipped creature dies, if it was a human, put a plus, put a 1-1 one, one white spirit creature token with flying on the battlefield. Most likely it will not be a human. Tenza Godo's Maul is 3. For legendary artifact equipment, equipped creature gets plus 1 plus 1 as long as it's legendary. It's an, it gets an additional plus 2 plus 2. As long as it's red, it has trample. And equip 1. 
Avarice Amulet is four for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus O, has vigilance, and at the beginning of your upkeep, draw a card. Draw a card, draw. That's great. And whenever an equip, whenever a equipped creature dies, target opponent gains control of Avarice Amulet. Equipped two. So, sadly, the opponent gains control of it if it dies. It is rather unfortunate. I mean, I guess you just equip it to something that you don't want to die. But your opponent might just decide to get rid of it just for that. Uh, Demon Mail Halberk is four for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus four, plus two, and equip is sacrifice a creature. Again, being able to sacrifice creatures is great, plus I get plus four, plus two for only four mana. Mana Force Mace is four for an artifact equipment. Domain, equipped creature gets plus one, plus one for each basic land type among lands you control. Again, as with all of these decks, there are a whole lot of basics in these decks. Opaline Bracers is 4 for an artifact equipment. Sunburst. This comes into play with a charge counter on it for each color of mana used to pay its mana cost. And equipped creature gets plus 3 plus 3 where x plus x plus x where as x is the number of charge counters on Opaline Bracers. Necro Pouncer is 6 for an artifact equipment. Living Weapon. When this equipment enters the battlefield, put a 0-0 black germ creature's token onto the battlefield, then attach this to it. Equipped creature gets plus 3, plus 1, and has haste. Equipped 2. So the idea of this is plan A, just have a whole lot of random creatures with abilities, and just attack. Maybe throw some equipment on. Yeah. Uh, but then have Rayami out, so when your opponents start removing stuff, it you can, Rayami will get lots of abilities and you can attach equipment on it. You can also just Voltron out with it. Rayami, it's pretty flexible, pretty horrible of a deck, but that's the deck. Uh, I'm also running 37 lands, 14 forests, nine islands, 12 swamps. So the things that say that matter on what types of lands I have or what mana I can pay, I will pretty consistently be able to pay that Four basic lands are pretty good for fixing. Uh, Grim Backwoods, I have a couple non-basics, is a land tap at a colorless. Two black green tap, sacrifice a creature, draw a card. Not only can I draw a card, but I get to sacrifice a creature. I do have to pay four mana, which is a lot, but that happens. Uh, High Market is a land tap at a colorless to your mana pool. Tap, sacrifice a creature, you gain four life. All right, that's the deck. It would probably not work, but again, I got a whole lot of unplayable cards out of the way. It will really help me in this challenge. All right, so uh, as I said before, I made a new Architect account. So basically I now have stats on my collection on what I've done so far. So, so far, I have knocked out 328 cards. That's out of, like, 20,000 cards. So I have made a very small amount of progress. Uh, I have about $200 of value. I've done the most 
gotten rid of the most in white and colorless and almost none in red and I have like two-thirds or a little bit five-eighths probably of the cards I've gotten rid of are creatures uh, I will have to fix that because probably roughly half of the cards in magic are in our creatures uh, I can look at my uh, at my distribution of common to uncommon to rare to mythic so I have 157 commons 107 uncommons 56 rares and 8 mythics while it might sound good in theory I should have 10 times the number three times the number of uncommons as I do rares which I have two so not that bad but then like 10 times the number of uncommons which I have three times so I need to cut down on the rares and mythics a little bit and go in a little bit more on the commons especially on the commons and a little bit on the uncommons uh yeah so that's that uh now I'm going to go into the card of the week so today the card of the week is mental misstep mental misstep is a Phyrexian blue so you can either pay a blue or you can pay two life and it's an instant counter target spell with CMC one so basically what I did in order to figure out how playable this was was I went on the EDH rec um, top 100 page and I I looked at them and I counted how many cards were CMC1. So that was 15 out of 100 of those cards were CMC1. So I then I looked at it over again and I decided which ones, if I had a mental misstep, I would think were worth countering, right? So basically I did that and that is not the same as counterable without a restriction. For example, if I had normal counter spell, which has no restriction, it just says counter target spell, I would not counter very many of those things. So that means that 11% of cards people are playing are one drops. Obviously this is not a perfect number. That is just measuring through staples. And I would think it's actually higher because if you look at your decks, you'll see, at least in my case, there, there are a couple of one drops that synergize with it. And these staples also go in almost every single deck. And the ones that I didn't put in are don't necessarily go in every deck, the ones that aren't counterable. So basically that comes out to if my opponents are playing 63 card decks, that is a an average of 6.93 cards per deck, so seven, which means a 60% chance that one opponent will draw one. But with three opponents, there's a 95% chance an opponent will draw a counterable, a counterable uh, one drop. So 
that again that's not the same as counterable without restriction now this makes it seem like a really good card but there's a couple reasons that that's deceptive one you don't know if they're actually gonna play that right a lot of these cards are like swords to plowshares path to exile swan song you don't know if they're gonna play those um so the another upside of it is it doesn't require mana you'll always have that open so um but it's still deceptive because there's just so much competition above this i would run swan song arcane denial counterspell delay force of will foil force of negation etc there are just so many better cards so many better counterspells so what am i trying to prove are we just back to ground zero where it's not playable again almost no one plays this in fact let me check architect or edh rec and see how many decks it's in all right so i'm surprised uh it is actually run in 7,000 decks, but if you look at the decks it's run in, it's what you'd expect. It's CEDH. There's no question whether this is playable in CEDH. People play it all the time. In CEDH, it's all over the place. I'm trying to say not CEDH. So again, what am I trying to prove? I'm just saying, in cards, in decks like Niv-Mizzet Perun, where it says if you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you draw a card, that it's really good. Because the downside of the card, which is a major downside, is gone, and because you're already running so many of them, I just think that people should bring this up on the list of counterspells that they're willing to pay. But don't use this as a counterspell or as removal. This is just value. Uh, thanks for listening. You can find you can email me at griffindonutgmail.com. You, you can find all this stuff in the description. You can join my Discord server. You can find my personal architect and my commander quest architect. You can find me on Reddit. You can go to my website, and you can go to all of the links for the decks or other relevant things that I talked about today.